I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road and I stomp to the beat of my own drum. Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse, a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that can make us all be encouraged, want to hear what makes these women passionate and get up in the morning or what they wish that they'd known earlier in life. Grab your keys and stomp to your own drum. Today I have a wonderful guest, cannot wait to dive in and see exactly what she does in her life. And so I'm going to allow our guest to introduce herself. I have with me today Kat and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. My name's Katrina or I go by Kat Parskevopoulos. I know it's that big, long uh, Greek last name. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you, and I, I really would like to jump immediately into if somebody wanted to, to know who Kat was, both professionally and per- personally, what would you say? Yeah, I. Um, it's funny. I listened to a few episodes uh, of your podcast, um, you know, before coming on, and I heard you ask that question, and I, I kind of was like, wow, that's a great question, and actually hard to answer, and how often do we actually, you know, get asked to reflect in, you know, that, you know, eye in the sky kind of way. So um, I think it's always changing. But you know, professionally, I am a new entrepreneur. So I quit my nine to five job in January of 2021. So just six months ago, which has been such a exciting and challenging journey. Um, and I'm a wellness coach. So really with my businesses, it's about all things holistic wellness and different aspects. So coaching women to ditch their diet mindset and find a balanced life, really work on habits that make them feel good. And I lead retreats in Greece, which is my most favorite thing that I do. Um, and also offering, um, you know, in the corporate space, wellness programs. Um, so people have greater access to work-life balance and wellness at work. So professionally, though, summing that up, I would say, you know, all things wellness and really just empowering people to do things that make them feel good and really, you know, live out their dreams. And that's what I'm trying to do in my own life as well. Um, And then personally, I'm a lover of the sea, all bodies of water and the ocean. I'm really connected to, you know, the ocean air. Um, I'm a Gemini and I've been told that like the wind is connected to being a Gemini. And I do resonate with like that fresh ocean breeze and being a water baby. Um, And yeah, you know, I'm really personally on this journey, you know, for the rest of my life of just getting to know myself, trying to be, you know, authentic and connected to what I actually want to experience um, rather than trying to follow you know, what we're told to do or the society, um, society standards, if you will. 
Wow, that's incredible. And to take that jump in January of this past year, I had to be a little bit scary. Definitely. Um, it, I will say through the end of last year, well, okay, I'll take a step back. So I have had a dream to be a business owner for um, many years and really I was kind of going through the proper steps, you know, personal life. I was, you know, getting married and my husband's actually from Greece. So we were doing like the fiance visa, like 90 day fiance, all that stuff, like all these moving parts. Um, so I kept saying, like, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. I need to wait. And then the pandemic hit. And really in 2020, it was kind of, you know, 2019, I was ramping up. I was like, okay, 2020, I'll go all in on the side hustle and see what I can do. And then I can take the leap maybe in 2021. So, you know, I was all excited about that, starting to get things in place. And then the pandemic hit. And I really felt, you know, like everyone, like that wind taken out of the sail, you know, stuck. Um, I was grateful I had a job for sure. And I felt like, okay, I need to write it out here. You know, like I'm grateful I have this, I owe it to them. Um, my dreams go on the back burner. So, you know, the middle chunk of last year, like everyone else, you know, kind of that um, lonely and really, you know, reflective time. And what I finally realized was that, you know what, why should I put my dreams on the back burner? Like if we learned anything from the pandemic in 2020 is that like, we don't really control much. So this is something I have control over of, you know, how I do my work, what I want to do for work, um, you know, more or less. And so I said, if not now, then when? Like that question of the timing will just never, you know, it will never be a good time. So, um, and then being in wellness, it's, you know, obviously a really important piece. You know, everyone's thinking about their health and their mental health and physical well-being. So, you know, that was really in line um, with how people need to be supported right now. So basically in the fall, I said, okay, I'm, I'm 80% sure January 2021, I'm going to do it. Um, and then as that time came closer, it was like, you know, that pitter patter, like, am I doing this? Is it really happening? You know, the money mindset, you know, all the fears, the self doubt, you know. Um, but ultimately, I, I set a date that I would give notice. And the, the day before, I remember, you know, calling my family and talking to my partner and saying, am I doing that tomorrow? Is that happening? And that's the funny thing is that you ask people all the time. I, I find this a lot to his clients. Like people want to be told what to do, but ultimately like we have to be the ones to be responsible and decide and be decisive in our lives. So I took the decision and yeah, gave notice in January and started my journey of a full-time business owner, um, you know, mid January. <laughs> That's exciting. And you are so right. People do like to have the recipe and follow it and, if we didn't learn very much, we did certainly come out with that, that the recipe is not the same for everybody. And, um, and it does take self action, but the timing that you're coming in into the corporate world is really good because people are starting to find out and it's different across the country. Um, I have a, a sibling in Florida and they, they didn't get back as quickly as Alabama did. So what she's feeling today, we really had a couple of months ago and it's trying to find out how do you meet the needs 
of those who are coming into your office. So is that something that you can help with and in, into your wellness coaching or wellness side of the business? Yeah, I mean, overall, there's been so much change, right? And then now in California, we've been multiple months behind Alabama, right? Right. In terms of reopening. And so, you know, now we're coping with change of reopening. You know, there's all not just, you know, the return to work, for sure. There's a lot of feelings um, on both sides of the equation of like, you know, I want to be back or I'm, I'm anxious to be back or, you know, I'm stressed about balancing my, you know, kids or my home life with commuting again. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a whole new layer of change now um, that we have to go through again. It's going to be a multi-month process and, you know, people are going to have their different way of coping. So it's really about, you know, giving people tools to cope in a positive way and, you know, really working on that resilience, right. And building that base within themselves so that they, their boat doesn't get rocked as much with every new change and layer. Um, but yeah, as far as my corporate clients really looking at, um, at this time, everything's virtual, but just having programs, events, you know, services for employees to participate in that really encourage taking time away from work, unplugging, self-care, you know, whether it's getting in a virtual workout, a meditation, um, learning something. So like, you know, lunch and learn kind of concept um, that's more interactive and, um, you know, truly a break is, you know, the things that we do um, to support, you know, our corporate clients. And um, it's hard because I, you know, did this myself last year is we just worked you know, morning to night, the laptop was right there. It's so easy to plug in. You didn't have outlets to put your energy. So you're putting it into work and um, people are burnt out is the, is the number one thing, you know, we've heard it over and over, but it's still, you know, the number one thing people are telling me all the time, you know, our employees, our team is burnt out or people are leaving or they're taking leaves of absence because they're just, they've had it. They're done. Yeah. Well, and that's a, a good element for you to be able to, to plug in, but, um, but it's also, you've got to figure out for yourself how you're running the business and, and you didn't, you may have had a dream to start one, but starting it, did you learn some hurdles along the way that you may not have anticipated? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I call it a roller coaster. I, I'm still on it. That's for sure. But I will say I feel at the six month mark a, a bit more grounded. And really, this is wonderful. You're asking me this because this is something I'm actually like making space for is really thinking about my lifestyle in terms of being a business owner and how I want to feel. What is my, you know, my day to day is so different, but basically practicing what I preach in terms of like, what's my morning routine? How's my evening routine? What are the ways I you know, cope with stress for those challenges and hurdles. Um, and really just thinking about, for example, yesterday, I'll share, um, you know, I had a doctor appointment in the morning, and I decided, you know, I'm gonna go out to breakfast after and just like have a slow morning, which is like, not what I usually do. However, my number one value in when I was deciding to quit was freedom. I kept saying, you know, I'm doing this because not only, um, you know, do I want to you know, expand on my vision and really go for my dream. But I really am craving freedom, freedom of location, freedom of time, you know, flexibility. I've always valued companies um, when I had, you know, worked for companies um, that let us have more flexible, you know, work hours or 
just flexibility in general because life is life. And so um, that was my number one, you know, thing when coming in and starting my own business. But of course, starting a business, there's a lot of moving parts and wearing multiple hats. And it's actually the opposite of freedom at first. So now, you know, I'm really thinking about I don't want to get into a, a routine of locking myself into my schedule or my location or, you know, the, the tasks I do so that, you know, one year, two years down the road, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to revamp everything because this isn't how I want to live my life. So I'm really trying to be intentional of designing it from the beginning in a way that's sustainable. I use that a word a lot for a lot of things, but really in a way that's sustainable for me going forward, my energy um, and you know, the longevity of the business and truly, you know, I hate to say this, be happy, but really having those small moments of joy every day. Well, you mentioned the word intentional and with everything that, that I hear you saying so much of the practice of health and, and habits is intentional. Have you always been intentional as a child coming along? Have you seen those practices just kind of ingrained in you? Yeah, um, it's funny because I've also, the whole journey of starting my business entrepreneurship, at least for me, has unlocked this whole, you know, the personal development journey I've been on for, you know, several years, you know, spiritual development. But now as a business owner, it's like unlocking even more that you just have to face because there's so much tied, you know, me and my business merging and, you know, all these questions, but childhood comes up a lot because it's that question of, you know, where did I learn these things or why do I think the way I think? And um, to answer your question, I would say, yes, I was very like regimented routine um, child who was comforted by that. And always um, interesting, like always high achieving or like wanting to be the best. But now in where I am today, realizing that's not necessarily serving me the best, you know, to always that perfectionism to always trying to, you know, make everything perfect or um, knocking myself if something wasn't exactly how I, you know, envisioned. So really trying to practice my own, um, you know, just being nice to myself, being compassionate and um, understanding and, you know, rolling with the waves a little bit more. So even working on my own, um, ability to cope with that rock the boat that I was talking about earlier. How do you find grace for yourself and, and, and both um, professionally and personally, but finding the grace to maybe not reach the goal or, or having to reach the goal differently. How do you specifically offer yourself grace? Oh, that's a really good question. Well, multiple ways. One, I have a therapist that I meet with and um, that has been really like life changing for me to have an outlet, safe space to work through and have space to just reflect on the feelings. I think we can give ourselves that space, but sometimes when we get busy and we don't make the time. So just having scheduled time where someone can hold space, witness, and, um, you know, I can work through some of that. Also, um, just sharing, sharing with my partner or a friend 
um, like-minded, you know, women business owners who maybe are in a similar position that I am, you know, starting out, I find it really um, comforting. And I would say, you know, by speaking with them, you know, they're giving me that grace, but also I'm, I'm understanding that, hey, you know, this is normal, what I'm experiencing, or, you know, other people have been through this, this is the name of the game, or this is expected. So that helps me a lot. Um, and then really taking time um, for the slower moments. So one thing I love and really was a routine that I started during the pandemic was a morning walk every single day. Because, you know, prior to pandemic, I would be commuting to work, all the things, so I wouldn't necessarily um, get outside in the morning. Maybe I'd work out, but it would be like in a gym or something. So doing a morning walk, like early morning walk, is my favorite thing because it helps me feel like connecting with nature, connecting with that air I was talking about, the sun, and just feeling like, okay, there's, there's lots of things bigger than I am. And, you know, basically the message I get is everything's going to be okay. And I personally love to hear that. You know, I think we all like that little, like, everything's going to be okay. So learning how to give myself that feeling and not necessarily, you know, need someone to tell me, but it is nice to be, be told sometimes. Wow. That is key right there though, of, um, so often we look for that external for somebody else to do. And so you have to give the right cues for them to give the right external feedback. So to be able to create your own, you know, pats on the back or the, your own voice there, I guess is, um, that's pretty spectacular. So do you work with clients to help them get there? Cause that's a lot of therapy in a, in a little two minute talk. Right. So yeah, I support um, my, you know, one-to-one -one clients um, in the health coaching space with, you know, connecting with their body. So my number one, I would say like mantra or philosophy, like what people would probably like say when they think of me is, oh, cat, listen to the body, you know, listen to your body or listening to your body. So getting connected to your body, um, you know, I'm a fitness coach as well. So it, it all ties in, but um, really connecting, you know, mind, body and spirit. And so many things are about our mindset in terms of our wellness and our habits, you know, obviously, and um, helping people find what works for them. Because a lot of people like have heard what you should do in terms of your health or your habits. And just because someone, you know, or you heard a million times about, I don't know, a gratitude journal, let's say, which I love a gratitude journal, but that might not be for everyone. Not everyone likes to write things down. So it's like, you know, not forcing, um, not forcing things that don't resonate with you and then feeling bad because they don't resonate. It's like this constant cycle of, you know, judgment on ourselves, judgment, judgment, judgment. So yeah, helping my clients, um, you know, establish healthy habits that make sense to them, work for them, and then being nice and kind to themselves. So this whole, you know, journey I'm speaking about within my business, it does reflect my client journey, but a little bit differently. They're thinking about, you know, their body, their exercise, their nutrition, their, you know, habits, their relationships. So, um, so yeah, I certainly, you know, am passionate and helping people, you know, achieve that, that level of compassion for themselves. So in the health journey and in, in that aspect of your business, I mean, are you, you're not side by side holding their hand. So what, what might I expect if I called you? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I generally work with clients for, um, you know, two to three months, you know, to start out because habits and making change, it doesn't come overnight. So you do, um, people need accountability, even me, you know, I hire coaches or therapists or whoever, you know, is an expert within whatever I'm trying to work on because having that accountability and someone who has um, the experience that you're looking for is very, very helpful to reach your goals and really what I call, you know, getting this mental peace or, you know, mental freedom around food and exercise because so many women are, you know, their self-worth is tied to their body, their, you know, what they feed themselves and um, really breaking, you know, whether they exercise or not. So really breaking free from that. Um, So they can really expect me to, while I'm not there every single day, I would say there is a level of, you know, side by side walking together, especially in the beginning, um, depending on where the person's at in their journey with wellness so far. So um, really just establishing the foundation, if that's where someone's at, you know, really what are the basics your sleep your hydration your movement your nutrition so really looking at those pillars to start and then there's people who have worked on the pillars but now they have an unhealthy attachment to them they might have an obsession or fears around food so really then going into breaking that diet mindset um, or this attachment between how they confident they feel and these behaviors So that's another layer um, that I work with people um, and it comes up a lot, especially for women, because we have been, you know, ingrained about the diet culture since, you know, we were born, basically. Well, you're talking a little bit about the unhealthy attachments and that that's really interesting to me because you can kind of, I guess, take one habit and exchange it for another one but yet they wind up being i guess the overkill in it can be just as um as harmful or dangerous so how do you skate that line not to go okay i mean i know all the the first thing that comes to mind is um people that go into a gym and and you can watch some people in, in communities um, to where if the, if they don't go in the gym, they can't breathe. So is that kind of what you're talking about of, of maybe an unhealthy attachment or cutting, counting the calories to the extreme or is, is that what you're speaking? Exactly. So yeah, for example, you know, people who are, you know, macro obsessed, like they can't not track their calories. Um, and if that calorie, if you're, you know, one calorie over, or, you know, one gram of whatever over, um, then you intended, it really puts them, you know, it really puts them through a loop, you know, they're very stressed and agitated by that. Um, and it's just this fixation that I see around food in general. Um, people are just obsessed. And it's really, again, back to like, I really want to empower people to live their dream, live authentic and enjoy life. You know, I always say life is meant, you know, supposed to feel good. Life is meant to be enjoyed. And when you're so fixed on food, and I personally have had experience with this, when you're so fixated on food and already thinking about what you're eating tonight, and it's only morning, you're spending so many precious 
hours and mental space around these thoughts that could be better used for starting that business of your dreams or going on that, you know, bucket list um, adventure with your best friend or, you know, doing all these other aspects um, that, you know, you just don't have capacity for because you're just so obsessed and not every, you know, it's a sliding scale, right? And of course, if someone has, um, you know, an eating disorder or, you know, is really struggling, struggling, certainly, you know, looking for the proper, you know, help, um, professional help around that. But I think there's this like, kind of mild symptom of, you know, this obsession and not really feeling free around food. So this food freedom idea. And then as you said, like, that can translate. So you can easily replace the habit. So something that can happen is, and I certainly done is like, okay, I'm not really obsessed with food, because now I'm fixated on exercise. So it's like, then if I don't get my workout, I can't have fun today, or I can't feel good. And, um, or just feeling like they have to do that exercise before they commit to any other plans for the day. Um, so it just impacts their their life. And again, not having this freedom around these habits and really exercise, eating well, they make you feel good. They certainly help you feel healthy and improve, you know, your body composition if that's what you want. Um, but, you know, not being so obsessed with it that it's taking away from you actually living your life, you know, today in the now. So you said something there about um, you've had some experience with that personally. And so is that part of what got you on your path that this is the business you needed to start out in? Definitely. I would say I've always been a science girl. I've always loved nutrition since, you know, middle school. Um, so I have always known I, I want to do something within health and wellness. And so, you know, along the way, it was like, maybe medical school, maybe this, you know, and then I kept coming back to nutrition. So um, there was that. And then the other aspect is just my own personal, you know, health journey and wellness journey. And so there was definitely um, a time when I was food obsessed, really restrictive, you know, and not healthy, really not healthy in my mind and my physical body was suffering as well. And um, really that journey actually exercise, it's funny, it's all tying back, but exercise actually helped me come out of that because I started, um, this was back in high school, but I basically decided to um, join the cross country and track team and become this competitive runner. And when you run a lot, you definitely need to feel your body. So I learned this concept of, okay, food is fuel. So um, I started, you know, eating more and eating the right things, um, but definitely became, you know, really tied to that mileage I was clocking, you know, on, you know, running miles and, um, you know, how many workouts or how much time did I clock this week? So it kind of, that, as we talked about, you know, that overdrive transferred to something new. Um, and then, you know, the journey continues and really um, just some health things came up with, you know, my hormones and, um, you know, suffering from fatigue and, you know, burnout and all these, um, you know, severe acne. And basically, I went on a holistic and functional medicine journey, you know, with, um, with, you know, appropriate practitioners and really saw the power of this, like, holistic way of doing things. Um, and really that journey as well fed into, you know, I really want to help people understand there's 
ways to heal and ways to treat your body um, in a more holistic way and can give you like that long-term result that ultimately, you know, we want. That took a lot of taking pieces apart and then putting it back together. So was that a long and frustrating journey or did you just see it all start coming together? So I guess with my business, what kind of started was uh, people just reaching out, seeing how I was living my life. Of course, social media helped with that and seeing how I was happier and healthier and, and asking me, you know, for advice. So it kind of, and I was like, you know, sure, like a cousin, let's talk and, you know, just kind of helping people for free. And um, I slowly realized, wait, I'm, I'm good at this. And, you know, I was getting the education to support it and I wanted to dive deeper. So slowly adding more education. I always, um, I should say always, but I've had the fitness background for a really long time. I've been a fitness coach um, for, I want to say like almost for about eight years now. So um, that was always a piece of my puzzle doing on the side. I was passionate fitness enthusiast, always for fun. So kind of, you know, I was already in the world and um, always kind of had a side hustle. Even as a student in college, I had this fitness um, coaching going on. So um, kind of, you know, that starts going hand in hand, adding the nutrition and the fitness. Um, and then let's add in Greece. And so Greece and this can, this is a whole nother big topic, but this is a big yeah. part of my journey for multiple reasons. So I'm half Greek, a quarter Japanese, a quarter Spanish. Got to give a shout out to my whole, uh, all my family. Um, but I'm really connected with my Greek, you know, culture um, through my father. And we have family there. And I was really fortunate to grow up and visit in the summertime to visit my grandparents, visit my cousins, my aunts. And it became my happy place. And as we talked about, I was this structured child, structured teen. So it actually was my place where I like took that breath and, you know, we're by the sea and, you know, no extracurricular activities. You know, when I was a kid, there was complete break rest, which is like sad to say. And I know that's how a lot of kids operate today is they're ready. These like mini adults going, going, going and these busy bees. And that's certainly how I was. So it became this place of peace and healing. And like, you know, when you close your eyes, you're like, envision your happy place. It was my little beach, you know, in my family's hometown. So, you know, that love for Greece was already there. Um, but then I met my partner in 2014 in Greece. And that's a big love story that is amazing and needs to be in a book one day or something. But um, we met and it was like, we met for four days and it was just, you know, had a great time. And it was just like, okay, well, you know, maybe see you next year or never. I don't know, you know, goodbye. And he wasn't a complete stranger. He was like friends of friends through, you know, my friend group and family friends. So I had trusted him quite quickly because he was really good friends with people that I trusted. Um, so basically we continued talking and anyway you know we decided to visit again so he decided to come see me in california um he had never been to the united states he was going to come for christmas um it was kind of a big deal and i was really unsure about it i said you know 
why not? You know, let's just see what happens. And because I really wasn't sure, like, what, what's the point? Or what if we don't like each other? You know, 16 days together. That's yeah. crazy. Just ruined Christmas. But it was. <laughs> I know. And I was a student still. So Christmas was at home. It wasn't even my own space. Yeah. So it was like, this is a lot. But it was incredible. Um, and anyway, the point is, we, we decided to continue this relationship of, you know, every two to three months, we would see each other. So I went back in the spring of 2015. And then I actually graduated university. And this is the interesting part of uh my journey that gets tied to my health and wellness and also this idea of starting my business and everything. So I had jobs lined up. I was interviewing, you know, finishing out university. And there was this idea of why don't you just come to Greece and, and spend time here. And a lot of friends were like traveling Europe and I became a citizen um, of Greece during that time too. So there was this idea like I could just get a one-way ticket. And I was like, no, but you know, I'm supposed to get a job after I finish. Like I had done all these steps and like walked this ladder already, um, you know, through my life. And after enough, you know, pushing and shoving by, you know, the right friends who were like, no, what are you talking about? You need to go live your life. Don't worry. Everything will be sorted out. And I was so stressed about not having a job right away and, is that going to look bad if I take time off, which is crazy to think now, but that was truly my thought at the time. So that just shows you a little bit of like how, you know, structured I was. So I took this leap and got a one-way ticket and went to Greece. And it was really um, amazing, like probably the best experience of my life to date because I've never experienced so much freedom, um, you know, in my body and my mind. And this is, is really where the healing started. So I had gone through some of that holistic health journey with the functional medicine. I was starting to balance out my hormones and, and starting to feel better. But you know, I wasn't seeing my doctor anymore. You know, I wasn't on you know my supplements as much. And healing happened in Greece. And what really happened was, you know, through my partner and through you know traveling, he was like you know, I had this obsession with exercise. And he's like, No, we're, we're going swimming today. That's what we're doing for exercise. You don't have to go to a gym. We're going for a big walk, and then going to get ice cream. So it's just like reprogramming this idea of like what being active and healthy and living your life look like and just enjoying, you know, eating food because it tastes great, not for fuel. So actually going retraining to like even come away from how, you know, I was still tied with food. So, of course, food in Europe also is like, you know, there's less production, a lot of more local things. You feel better eating the food. We've all heard that with like, you know, gluten and, you know, the bread and dairy and stuff. But um, so anyway, it was an amazing time in my life. And, um, you know, that leads to where now I host wellness retreats in Greece because I really, one, I love sharing Greek culture, the beauty, the people. It's incredible. It's my favorite thing to do is sharing Greece with the world but also do, leading wellness retreats in Greece so people can get that healing experience um, and really dive, you know, all in. And it's really incredible to me how much can change in one week time. If you're just completely focused on yourself, you're with a community of like-minded people, you are given permission to be free and self-care and do what feels good and, you know, 
I think it's so unique because even um, how Americans tend to vacation, not everyone, but a lot is we're go, go, go on vacation. You know, even people who go to Greece, they go to Athens and Santorini, Mykonos, they're back home and they're going all around these places, back to back, planes, trains, boats, flights. And um, they come back, and they're kind of exhausted, actually. They had a great time, but they're tired. So this idea of the retreat of like one location, full rejuvenation. And for me, it's all about the balance. So eating well, you know, healthy Greek food, but also having a glass of wine with dinner. You know, we practice yoga, meditation, we work out, we journal, we have, you know, guided journaling, um, and we have fun, adventure, play, experience. Um, yourself in this new environment. So yeah, it's the most amazing, amazing experience. My favorite thing um, that I do, and actually I decided to create EA Retreats, which is um, you know a new company that I just recently launched that's focused just on the wellness retreats in Greece and just retreats in Greece in general, um, and going beyond me as the host, because through my journey, in wellness, I've worked with amazing, amazing healers, teachers, practitioners, and I have this vision of bringing together other communities and other teachers in Greece so that it goes beyond what I know in my own experience. And I can bring in these other modalities and other ideas um, on a retreat. I love that. I did look at those and started dreaming um, of, wow, that is just Awesome. So is it, is it a culmination of a, a journey that somebody's worked on that they would go to Greece or do they start there or, you know, do you, is it a combination of, of people? I absolutely love that. So um, this year we have only one retreat, but in the future, you know, next year we're already planning um, for several and exactly what you said, it's a combination. So there might, you know, there's retreats that people come together, there's different themes, um, you know, ideas, teachers, things like that. Um, and then there's also the concept that I would love to um, eventually create of people who we basically are working together as a group for, you know, multiple months on, um, on their journey. And then we finish out with that celebration um, and retreat community in Greece. So yes, that idea and concept is like in my heart, it, it will come to life um, eventually, but that is something that, you know, it, it goes both ways. Okay. So does the media do you justice with Greece or not? Because I, you know, my kids grew up watching the traveling pants and then the um, mama Mia and things like that. So you, you, I, I traveled some, but I've not done Greece and I've always wanted to, but does it play out like that? Or is that just, you wish it didn't happen? No, I, I loved sisterhood of the travel plans. I think it was, um, it was cute and like, you know, authentic. Um, but it is so different, you know, you can't really capture in, um, the media, like the true essence of Greece. And even I will say, you know, like what I mentioned, the Athens, Mykonos, Santorini, this is like the classic circuit people do. Of course, Santorini, the Blue Dome, the famous sunset in Ia, like these are amazing experiences. I definitely think Santorini is a bucket place, um, island, 
but there's so there's so many other amazing islands and what i really love to do is bring people to like you know not the island that you would probably book through you know the first travel agent you see on google right um so really giving them a more um yeah cultural experience authentic greek experience um and then immersive wellness experience um with that and so you know i think that in terms of rejuvenation it's hard to do that if you're in a place that's you know cruise ships and tour buses and all that noise because then you're still in that go mentality and that busy you know busy environment and i think environment is so important um even when working with people like we were talking about like working from home and the burnout your environment is so important so even the little things of I transition my desk so when I look out my window I see this beautiful tree versus seeing the wall. These mm -hmm. small things are so important. So back to the grease ideas, even if you're not partaking in the busy, the the environment around you can impact you. So and some people are more sensitive to that than others. So um, you know, those things matter. Yeah. Well, you left Greece. So um and you're in California and husband joined you in California. Are there days that you wish you could just blink yourself right back to Greece and that be the, the lifestyle? Because it sounds like there's a different pace altogether in the two. Yeah. And actually, um, that's another journey of um, within myself of we had to talk about, you know, do I live in Greece? And I, I, I attempted it. I ended up staying six months. I found work, um, but I didn't like it. And I, there was so much I wanted to experience and work here in California. So I ultimately came back. Um, and I kind of said, you know, I could retire in Greece, of course, but you know, I want to live and work here because I had this mentality of, you know, the climb, 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 go, go, go more, more, more till, till what, you know? And in this journey of the pandemic, in the journey of wanting to start my business, really coming to realize what are my values. And I think with the pandemic, um, you know, I was fortunate to have that space to reflect and have that slow down from the busy to say, what matters, you know, and we, we have this balcony here that we never set and we actually sat on it, you know, in the evenings and we talked and actually had space to talk, not just about like, the things that were happening in the current moment that needed to be talked about like the future and the dreaming and and so we revisited the conversation about you know living a life in greece and raising kids there and i actually became open to it because i realized i was afraid of that slow pace and then last year experiencing it and actually of course being freaked out by it and then learning to adapt to it and feeling like this might be good for me, you know, this could be actually really wonderful. And then once I open my mind to that, it's like the domino effect. Everything just is unfolding. Amazing. I'm meeting people who are like-minded, who live there or who are, you know, Greek Americans who have kind of done what I'm, you know, thinking about doing of moving there, having a business online. And it just feels like I keep getting, you know, more and more signs and affirmation that, hey, that could really work out. So it is in our, um, you know, it is in our plans to eventually go back at a sooner time, you know, not necessarily retirement. So actually live, you know, more of our life there. And even the idea of, you know, raising kids there, which I wasn't really 
I just never explored, but I realized, you know, it could be really incredible. Yeah. That, and it sounds like what you're doing is you're, you're breaking into your passions and finding out how to make those all work together and they're seeming to blend. So if you did take, you know, went the pie chart route, what, what would be in your pie of importance? Oh, in terms of my work or in terms of my life? life? Yeah. Because I think your life Life. and work are integrated greatly. Yes, they are. I know. So it's, uh, it's interesting because I, um, having my business on the side for so many years, you know, I've just always been working around the clock. So now trying to have more of a life in my work life, if that makes sense. Um, But really, you know, we have a lot of family in Greece. And I think family and community would be a big chunk of the pie. um, Because I want to have more time to spend with everybody. And the other idea with moving there is, you know how when you have family nearby, sometimes you don't even see them that often, but like family far away, you see them all the time because you make intentional trips to visit or you rendezvous somewhere. So I really have this vision of having a beautiful space for guests and I want my door to always be open and I want to have my friends, my family, you know, people to come and have this amazing experience in Greece, but also to be surrounded by you know, my family and friends from the state um, or from whatever part of the world and come and, and be with us there. And then, of course, we have our local family and community. But yeah, really, that is something that would be so different than my lifestyle now of just hosting and being together um, with, you know, the people I love more often than I am now. So that would be a huge part of, you know, my future vision for my life and living life there. Um, and then, you know, the sea. So I really dream about living um, a lifestyle on the water, by the water. So starting my day with a, a morning swim and having that like meditative experience in, you know, the stillness of the morning and the water, taking up windsurfing. I want to be a windsurfer. It's a dream. <laughs> in our town, there's um, amazing wind and every, a lot of people are windsurfers. So I'm, I did my first lesson last summer and um, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm want to learn, you know? Um, so having hobbies, I feel like my business has been my hobby. So I'm already asking myself the question of what do I like to do for fun? Even here in California, you know, what are the things that really bring me joy that aren't related to my work, even though everything's integrated, truly finding fun that isn't tied to getting better at something or achieving something, which is, is not that easy, which is uh, funny to say. So yeah, having more fun would be, but I do know that I have to start practicing that now. You know, there is no, nothing's guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And there is no, when this happens, then I'll be at once I achieve that, then I can be happy. Once I make this much money, then I can do that thing. And I, that's a dangerous um, mentality. And I've definitely had it for a long time. And I, I know that it's, it's not happiness. Um, That's not the way forward for me. So really enjoying my life fully here, doing these habits, the fun, you know, prioritizing family, 
that all just has to be who I am and not dependent on location. Because I think a lot of people, and I've realized this in thinking about moving, is we think it will solve our problems, but it's not because you and your brain go with you to that place. So really, it's like once you're fully comfortable being you in wherever you are, then it's the right time to move because the the journey is within. It's not the external, which we, we talked about before, but I think that's related to our location as well. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So it sounds like you would uh, be creating a chart that was family, hospitality, the sea, fun, and a balance of um, making the work fun as well. So that's kind of interesting. Um, do you see obstacles that you still are going to have to, to push through as you, or is this just a daily, um, an obstacle can pop up every, every day if, if you let it. Yeah. So I think for me, it's a lot in my mindset and just giving myself, um, giving myself the permission to take time for me and not, you know, be always on, you know, mentally on. Um, because there's definitely times when I certainly take breaks and, you know, I'm not like at my desk, but it doesn't mean up my brain up here isn't actively spinning. So it's doing those practices, you know, the walks, the breathing, you know, the meditating, the journaling. For me, you know, it's the walks and the meditating or just, closing my eyes and breathing that help kind of switch off, you know, calm down my nervous system. So I can quiet the mind a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, the obstacle is, I think one with my business is there's always going to be the next goal, the next benchmark, the next project. So again, not thinking of my business in that, you know, incremental way of like, oh, once I'm here, then I can relax or I can let myself have a break. Because I also want to do this for the rest of my life. Like, you know, it's going to transform, it's going to evolve as I evolve, you know, the business will, you know, go in different directions. But, you know, I really see myself being an entrepreneur and being, um, you know, in this space for forever. Um, and, you know, it's going to change. But thinking about it as a marathon and not a sprint um, in terms of my pace of work and also taking time off and that's okay. So, um, which I know some people will be like, of course it's okay. But, you know, a lot of us who have been wired to think differently or trained to think um, in a different way, it, it, it's hard. Like your body actually is like, oh, this doesn't feel comfortable. So oh, yeah. really getting comfortable with that. Oh yeah. I mean, I, my husband for one cannot sit down and just do nothing. And, you know, e even the finishing the dinner and you're almost immediately up to do the cleanup or, and it's like, stop, you know, just stop. And, and you have to practice that. Um, so when you're working with clients, is it not terribly difficult to want so badly the success that you can see in your own mind that you push? How do you not push or do you push? Oh yeah. So this is something, you know, 
with more time and experience as a coach, you know, you get better and better at, you know, understanding different types of people, how to support different types of people, but also realizing and believing, because it's true that everyone is on their own journey and their own timing. And I'm a guide, I'm a coach, I'm, but I'm not here to tell them what they should and shouldn't do and when they should and shouldn't do that. So, you know, I'm a support. I'm one of the pillars and what I like to always visualize and I, you know, even for myself and for clients is, you know, I'm one of the people in their corner, you know, they're in the corner of their ring and I'm one of the people there, um, you know, and so, you know, they have me in their corner for support and, um, but I'm not the one in the fight. So I'm not the one who's going to actually do the change for them. And, you know, I think what's, I mean, being a coach, when someone reaches out and wants to work with you, they already have a willingness to change. They already um, have some sort of desire that's within them and internal motivation. So generally, that's good because, you know, I'm not forcing anyone to work with me, of course. So, um, so that alone is already like enough to get people started because they already have this willingness or, you know, some reason they want to change. But with all of my clients, you know, we talk about, we go through visualization about their future version of them and the habits and the life, you know, like what a perfect day would look like. And also get connected to why they're doing it. Because if the reason they're doing it isn't actually meaningful and tied into a deeper part of them, then they're not back to sustainability. It's not going to be sustainable for them, the change. Um, or they're going to burn out because it's not the right reason that they're making the change. So um, I think those, those parts are really important. Um, but no, I don't push people um, necessarily. Of course, I always find out from my clients how they like to be motivated. And sometimes they say one thing and it's actually entirely different and that's okay, it's part of the journey. But some people do love you know, a good affirmation or a good little pat on the back or a stronger push. But still, I, I am never expecting people, you know, you got to do this, 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 this week. Because again, my philosophy is living a balanced, you know, holistic life. So a balanced life means stuff comes up and you do the best you can with the situation you're in. So nothing is in, um, you know, you're not in a perfect box with everything controlled. And I don't want to teach people that way. I've seen you know, plenty of programs and a lot of clients, even myself, they learn habits in isolation, in a perfect environment with being home and eating every meal at home. But like, that's not real life. You know, they're gonna go outside of their home. They're gonna, you know, pandemic was different, obviously, but you know, they're gonna experience and go out. There's gonna be birthdays. There's gonna be celebrations. There's gonna be things that come up. And if you don't know how to handle yourself and handle your mindset and find balance in those days, then, you know, things kind of fall apart for them. Yeah, you wind up at square one again and again and again. But, you know, once you change your lifestyle so much, it does become really difficult. Um, and I'll give you an example. Um, my son went on a vegan um, plan and, and lifestyle. And um, food wise, I mean, not completely for um, involving all the other extras, but 
Um, and for him, it's, it's allowed him to maintain the fighting weight he wants and, you know, to do. And he did, he said that same thing that you talked about of the, um, eating for fuel. And we would have these discussions of, he didn't care what it looked like. He didn't care what it was. It was just fuel. And I would go, but that isn't, we eat with our eyes first. And if it looks like somebody's already chewed it, it, it's just, I just can't do it. But anyway, he, he challenged us to try to eat at least vegetarian. And so I did, and I really loved it. And so have, have gone that route myself, but you go out and it becomes a little bit of a problem, but I've gotten to the point where it's more of a problem not to eat that way than it is to just do whatever. So do you find sometimes all of it's kind of opposites? I mean, you say one thing and then the reality is another and then you have to figure out, you know, what you do with that. So, so there's a lot of um, internal battles, I guess. And then some of them can be so physical that you have to address it. Um, what's your thought on that? Right. So there's like different um, aspects of this because one, if someone is having like digestive issues or like you, like your body's not tolerating certain foods now, um, or you're dealing with a certain like condition, then yeah, we have to, and hopefully temporarily, like let's say someone has, you know, some digestive issues and they're sensitive to certain foods, um, we have to avoid them and we need to do some healing. And some people, you know, might need additional support and practitioners involved, depending what that issue is or condition. So there is a time when like restriction, if you will, is necessary for health, for healing. Um, so let's say, you know, in my journey, I'll just give my own example. In my journey at one point, you know, when I was super inflamed and having um, all these symptoms of acne and fatigue and um, low libido and, um, you know, just completely not well, I was so sensitive and so inflamed in my gut that I couldn't tolerate a lot of foods. And, you know, after different testing, you know, realizing, yeah, like these are triggers for me. So I had to eliminate a lot of foods that, you know, I love like coffee and, um, you know, gluten and um, different things. And it was temporary for me. And, you know, luckily I got to do a lot of healing and can tolerate most foods now. But, you know, in that sense, it was, um, I was restricting those foods for, you know, for healing. But everyone's different with their mindset. So it's also, um, you know, tricky balance so that you don't start. What happened with me is that, you know, I feared those foods, even though I was well again, I still feared them because of those intense symptoms I had previously. So I think that's a big journey. And that's a whole thing with chronic illness in general. And there's a lot of people who are amazing at supporting people with chronic illness because it's a big mental, mental battle. Um, but in terms of people who, you know, are generally healthy, it's more, you know, maybe they just want to find be healthier, they want to feel like more energy, um, you know, maybe they want to, you know, lose some weight, um, they want to digest a little better, but there's nothing like really severe, everything's mild. Um, and it's more of just like, hey, I want habits that make me feel good, I want to do good at my work, I want to have fun with my kids, and I just want to live a better life, healthier life. Um, that's different, because then it's really more of um, the mindset game in terms of balance. And when they go out to eat, 
eat what you want to eat. And sometimes that's like a big yummy salad loaded with all the goodies and, you know, your steak or chicken or garbanzo beans or whatever. And other times it's like, I really want the carbonara or like, I really want this pasta. And, and then learning how to balance and listen to yourself, listen to your body of what you actually want. And most of the time when you listen to your body, it wants the healthy things. It wants the micronutrients. It wants to feel good. And it's after retraining the palate that you actually can understand that. Um, and then occasionally, you know, you're at the famous Italian place in town, you're going to get the famous Italian pizza that they have. So, you know, there's also experience based, um, you know, so, what I call soul eating. That is also, I think, a human experience and that we need. And, um, you know, eating with friends, you know, having a good time and conversation around a yummy plate. And like you said, eating with your eyes, seeing really delicious, beautifully plated, colorful foods um, that really get another sense, sensory experience going for you with your sight, you know, smell. So there's that soul level of eating that I think is so important you connect to. But of course, someone on a health and healing journey in their body may have to temporarily, you know, do what they can to achieve that. But may temporarily have to restrict certain foods and be less balanced in terms of eating what you want. Yeah. So you mentioned the word human experience, and it sounds like after we've talked through a, a lot of the business and, and lifestyle, um, that that's really what your whole purpose or your grounding um, statement might be is that you're, cultivating human experience and you have to deal with each one of these aspects because they all come up. Mm. Is that about right? Or is there more to it? I love that. And yeah, I actually haven't thought about it in that way, but I think it is. It's, you know, as I mentioned is, you know, life is supposed to feel good to really enjoy life, to have that, you know, human experience and, and really, you know, I'm walking the walk. I'm I'm not there. There is no destination with this, right? It's your life. You're you're on the journey. So for me, that means within my business, within my own health relationships, my, you know, dreams is aligning to that and enjoying the process of the human experience, including the downs, including the negative emotions. Um, which has been a battle for me. You know, I resist um, I'm generally a positive person and, and identifying as a positive person, I found that sometimes I resist feeling negative because, oh, I'm, that's not who I am. But it is part of everybody, you know, having those polar feelings. And, you know, I hear this a lot is, you know, there, there has to be the opposite, right? You, there's no positive if there's not the negative. So there has to be that counterbalance. And, and, you know, for me getting better at, um, acknowledging and letting you know the, the negative emotions move through and not letting them get stuck because when they get stuck is when we actually cause more problems for ourselves um but yeah i think really helping people starting with their own well-being to connect to themselves to improve their life improve their habits and um that just has a positive effect on everyone around them and their community and then they enjoy themselves more and then that impacts the people around them because people who love you just want to experience you as you are and have fun with you. And, um, you know, 
and see you as you. So um, yeah, it really starts from within for everyone um, for your well-being, and you know whether that's a physical journey, you know, soul journey, a mental journey, or all all three together. Um, it's it's really starts from within. Kat, have you had an epic um, fail or miss that you just had to work through? Um, and then on the flip side, something that just was out of the park great that maybe you didn't even anticipate, even if it was coming through the epic miss? Yeah, um, I don't have to think about this. I There's been a lot of moments when, so I'll say two things. So one, there's a lot of moments when it's probably minor to the outside, but I feel like it's an epic failure. And again, that's, you know, the recovering, the perfectionism. And, um, and that could be something as small as like, you know, I forgot something that was, you know, relatively important um, to a client or very important to me or, um, you know, financials, you know, there's so many financial learning curves with, um, at least for me, with starting a business. And I definitely had some blunders and um, have been very stressed. And that is the one thing, you know, the financial mindset that I'm really trying to work on and cultivating abundance. But yeah, financial missteps have been some of my maybe not epic sales, but fails. And for me that I'm very hard on myself for, and I will think about it, you know, all day long and ruminate on it and, um, and, you know, not be as forgiving for, for myself. So, um, however, you know, the, the other side of that is, you know, things work out and that's what, um, I always remind myself, it's like things will shake out how they're supposed to shake out, even after a, a, a miss or a failure. And, you know, so far, that definitely is happening, um, thankfully. So, um, you know, and trusting that I have, you know, the, the knowledge to be able to go find the resources or the right help if I need it. So if there's something so big that I'm not able to figure it out or correct myself, there's something or someone out there that likely can help. So believing that, you know, I am capable to find the way. Um, I don't think I gave you a really good example, but I'll let it, uh, uh, the seed is planted. So if anything else comes up, I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, lots of, tons of little things like on a weekly basis at this point in uh, my full-time business journey, you know, since the start of this year. Yeah, pretty much on a weekly basis. There's, there's things going wrong and I've slowly and very slowly learning not to stress and freak out as much with every little thing because I'm realizing it's just a, a fact. Things are just going to happen or go wrong or for, be forgotten or a mistake will be made. And, and that's just part of it. So it's um, learning to adapt to those, those moments. Which goes right back to what you were saying earlier of, in the health traveling. I mean, that's, yeah. it's all in the same. So I'm noticing a necklace that you're wearing and it says something, but I can't read what it says. So usually when people are having something 
that is visual, it means something. So what does it say and what does it mean? Or what does it say? And that might answer what it means. Yeah. So it's so funny you ask. I hardly wear the Texas anymore, but I had a feeling I want to wear it today because, you know, I knew you were going to be asking me about my journey and I wanted to like connect a little bit to myself. So this is my Greek name, Katarina. And this is the letter A. And actually my husband gave this to me on that first Christmas trip. So we actually talked about it, which is funny. That's great. The first Christmas he came, the second time we ever met, and he got this custom made for me. And the A, my middle name is Anne. So I thought, oh, it's Katrina with the middle initial. And I, he didn't even tell me. That's what I assumed. I was like, oh, cool. A week later, he finally gets the courage to tell me like, hey, the A is for Alex, which is his name. So, and it's on the left side by my heart. So the whole thing was intentional. And there's a little heart on the clasp as well. But he put the A that he's with me in my heart. And it was just the sweetest thing. But oh, um, cool. yeah, it was kind of funny story that he um, didn't tell me at first what the A was actually for. And anyway, so it was really special. and. Um, like I said, that really special time in my life where a lot of healing took place, you know, related to meeting him and grief. So I decided to wear it today and it's really amazing you asked. <laughs> well, that's great. That That's great. And I did want to kind of come back as we start to wrap up with Greece. And why would you tell me as I start a health journey or a wellness journey that Greece needs to be in my thought process of, either beginning there in the midst or celebrating there. Oh yeah. I love that. Um, well, grief itself, um, is that definition, the culture, the lifestyle of balance, right? You know, we've all heard it or maybe seen it. The Mediterranean, you know, lifestyle is truly the balance. People there are living life, you know, um, they're not living to work, you know, they're working to live. And really, you feel that when you're there. Um, as I described on my retreats, you know, there's never like a time when we're not treating ourselves and we don't want to treat ourselves. And like I said, maybe that's a little glass of wine with the sunset and really just like finding those small moments of the day and having balance, you can eat healthy and also, you know, have chocolate or an ice cream or a glass of wine, which I feel like a lot of times people are in, in these extremes. So really it shows that definition and you get to see and realize that way of living balance. And of course I model that and encourage that on the retreat. And then the second is just the beauty and the water, the GNC, the, you know, the blue color, the nature, um, you know, the ocean is so healing in general anywhere in the world, but, you know, I'm particularly connected and enthusiastic about Greece. So really taking that time to retreat in a beautiful destination, um, you know, filling up your cup all the way is, is huge. And, you know, there's retreats in all parts of the world. And I think any concept where, you know, you're dedicating a week or more time to you is, is really, really special. And, most people have never done it before, like taking one week for them. And people come alone, people come with a partner or family member. Um, so you can retreat with other people. But um, it's really, you know, a rejuvenating experience. And as I mentioned, the amount of t amount of change you can experience in one week 
is quite remarkable um, when you dedicate that much intention and focus to you. Because in daily life, it's, it's, you may need to spend 20 minutes for yourself, if that a day, right? Very true. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to make sure that we do touch on? Wow, you um, are amazing. First off, we covered a lot, which I wasn't expecting to get into all these aspects of my life. So thank you so much and giving me a moment to kind of appreciate um, my own journey and reflect on some of my um, my moments. Um, but no, I, I think we really, we um, covered a lot today and really got to explore different areas of, you know, wellness and, you know, meaning of life and enjoying life and, and really, um, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. So, you know, thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pure joy. Have one more question. If you had a superpower, any superpower, you can use it professionally or personally. What would it be? How would you use it? And why would you choose it? Oh, I love this question. So first thing that came to mind was um, teleporting. So, you know, we talked about blink your eyes, wake up and greet. So not even that, not just for my own personal, you know, to go see my family or go for a quick swim in the morning. But um, even for my clients, I work with clients virtually. So a lot of clients are based all over and it would be really awesome to just pop in, you know, have a little meeting in person or take them for, um, you know, a little walk and debrief because I think that personal in-person connection is really important. Of course, we're getting it now through virtual um, and video, but that would be so amazing if I could just pop over to different parts of the world and see my clients even for 30 minutes and um, and then be able to, you know, return back into my own life. Because as you mentioned, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, the idea of traveling around to see, you know, record your podcast or see people, it's quite, you know, physical and it's, tiring and it um in some ways takes away from your own you know well-being right because you don't have routines and habits that you can stick to so anyway that would be mine um i'm also just a traveler and i love to see new places so that would be really fun good good so kat how do people get in touch with you how do they follow and how do they sign up to go to greece yeah let's go to greece um so I'm on Instagram, cat underscore health underscore fitness. Um, you can also find me at cathealthfitness.com or on Facebook. And then for the retreats, it's all linked together, but you can go to earetreats.com or earetreats on Instagram. And that's E-Y-I-A retreats. Um, and just a quick note on the name. So Ea is coming from the Greek goddess Ea, which is a, a hard sound to say in English. So I took a spin on the name and created um, Ea. And um, the goddess Ea is the goddess of health from Greek mythology. And she was all about living a good life, preventing illness. And um, I really resonated with that. So we have Ea retreats. Fantastic. Thank you, Kat. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. To the beat of my own drum I got my pockets full of dreams And they're busting at the seams Going boom, boom, boom To my own 
Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, cry a little, and find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it. From family to philosophy to work to meal prep toward beautifully surviving life. There's a great big world that I want to see And a whole lot of things that I want to be All I gotta do is count one, two, three